0: Are we on the verge of a tiny atomic revolution that will have a huge impact on our lives? Will nanotechnology create molecular machines that repair our bodies and ultra-fast computers that can be painted on the wall? To discuss the science fact and fiction of atomic scale engineering, I'm joined by Sir Harry Croteau, Professor of Chemistry at Sussex University. Harry shared the Nobel Prize in 1996 for the discovery of a new form of carbon, commonly called buckyballs. Dr. Jim Jimzewski is a researcher at IBM in Zurich. Jim specialises in atomic scale manipulation and construction. Peter Dobson is Professor of Engineering at the University of Oxford and founder of the nanotechnology company Nanox. And our regular guest, Jackie McGlade, Professor of Mathematics at University College London.
1: Well first, Harry, can you tell us what nanotechnology is? Yes, it's a technology which focuses on constructing um, structures or clusters of atoms, probably 10, 100 or 1000 at a time, at a scale um, which will be something like um, a billionth of a meter, that's 10 to the minus 9 of a meter. And that's the uh, the nano in nanotechnology? Yes, it should really be nanometer scale technology, and some people uh, still feel it should be, but I think they've lost that particular battle. It will be nano technology from now onwards okay now
0: what fundamentally what's the difference between this way of thinking about problems and just miniaturization just making ordinary devices a bit smaller is there anything fundamentally different Jim
2: well I think fundamentally that's different to the whole thing Is if we imagine uh, classically we have uh, things like engineering we have biology we have chemistry and these are very different disciplines and over time, our understanding of all these disciplines has now come down to the scale of individual atoms and molecules, OK? So there's a whole lot of new opportunities, there are a whole lot of new paradigm shifts we can expect. From
3: what you're saying, it would almost be that uh, engineers have to sort of really think like biologists. They've got to think about the possibility that the structures could grow, they could actually change yeah. form, they could actually, well, in a sense, change before their very eyes. They have to be more predictive about the dynamics of them,
2: Yeah. So that's, that's
3: quite a revolution, I would have Thought.
2: We have the opportunity now to do engineering, and I mean mechanical engineering, right. um, on a scale where we have to perhaps think non-intuitively, and we have to look to biology, for
1: instance, well, for the mathematics operational mathematics principles. Well. Yeah. Can you get a molecule to behave like an element on a computer chip, mm. or can you build out out of atoms a a machine? Now living systems have already done that. I mean, haemoglobin is a, is a molecular machine. That's how Max Purus described it. Here was the first structure and molecular machine. So biology has done it. Now what we want to do is we want to go learn from biology and build them not out of proteins, but out of rigid structures or floppy structures where we have some control. Mm-hmm.